0: Whether you're a parent buying diapers for your baby, a woman purchasing feminine pads, or an adult suffering from incontinence, when you think about how comfortable the products are, the first thing you're likely thinking about is softness. After absorbency and maybe fit, softness is arguably one of the most basic needs that users would like a product to meet. But what a person expects to feel when touching a soft product can be based on their culture or where they are in the world. What feels soft and comfortable to someone in Asia may actually be considered uncomfortable in North America. In addition, producers have to consider how different components will interact with each other and impact the softness of their product. And as with many other needs in the industry, producers have to consider the cost of achieving what the consumers want. You can have the softest product in the market, but if it costs too much, you're not going to sell very many. With all these variables to keep in mind, Snow wonder hygiene producers might have questions about how to achieve the right level of softness in their products. Luckily, Bostik is here to help. Welcome to Attached to Hygiene. I'm your host, Jack Hughes. On every episode of Attached to Hygiene, Bostic and other industry experts provide valuable insight into market and consumer trends in the disposable hygiene industry, and how article producers can increase their success and reach their business goals. On today's episode, we're going to introduce you to the topic of softness, particularly in nonwovens. We'll dive into how nonwovens manufacturers like Fibertex personal care achieve softness, what they have to consider, how adhesives play a role in softness, and what future innovations are coming to the market. Joining me today to discuss the topic of softness are Morton Risa Hansen from Fibertex Personal Care and Nicholas Lulier from Bostic. I'll start with you, Morton. Can you go ahead and introduce yourselves and also let us know what you like so much about working in the hygiene industry?
1: Yeah, for sure, Jack. Uh, hi, I'm uh, Morten Hansen. I'm holding the position of uh, Business Development uh, Director at Fibertex Personal Care with, uh, with based in Denmark. At Fibertex, uh, we produce uh, non based on the spun meltblown technology, and on top of that, we have uh, printing capabilities as well. And I've been in the hydro- hygiene industry for, for 25 plus years, uh, of which the last 14 years has been with Fibertex. And of course, uh, we are very happy to uh, participate in the uh, in the podcast today. Thanks to to Bostec, uh, for for hosting this and uh, to give us the opportunity to uh, to give our impression and uh, and insights and perspectives on uh, on softness in uh, in non bones
0: We appreciate you joining us. And Nicholas, same to you. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and also tell us a little
2: bit what you like about working in the hygiene industry? Yes, judge. Hi, I'm Nicolas Lollier. I'm holding the position of EMA and R&D director for the Bostik nonwoven business unit, taking care of the hot melt adhesive solution for the hygiene market. I'm based north of Paris in the Bostik Smart Technical Center. As Morton, I have been in the hygiene industry for 20 plus years, with fibers at Bostik and in the backsheet world before, so deep interaction with nonwoven products, and now combining this nonwoven experience with adhesive and labor solution. Thank you Nicholas. It's
0: nice to have you both on the show. My first question may seem a little obvious, but I think it's important that we start at a very high level early on and and before we get specifically into talking about nonwovens. So, Nicholas, we'll, we'll start with you. Why is softness
2: so critical to the hygiene article? We talk a lot at Bostik about the 5 Cs or main categories of consumer needs driving the trends in hygiene articles. The five Cs we talk about are comfort, consistency, confidence, convenience, and cost. The ultimate target for the hygiene product is that the wearer or user is not something that he or she is not wearing a hygiene product. So overall, the hygiene product should be perceived as comfortable, which, when we talk about substrates, can translate as softness.
1: Yeah, and I uh, absolutely agree. I mean, uh, the products should be as uh, soft and drapeable as a regular piece of uh, textile or, or pant. As the non-rowns is uh, typically the, the product on the surface of the hygiene product, uh, both on the inside and the on the outside uh, of the product, it is important that the non-rowns is as textile-like as, uh, as possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think people, especially end users, often take for granted some of the materials and, and the feel of the materials, both on the inside and the outside of the diaper. But ultimately, that is what, what they're touching is is what they're perceiving as soft. And so definitely, definitely having that first impression, whether they're touching both the inside of whatever the product is or the outside of the product, having that, that perception of softness and comfort is incredibly important. Now, going a little bit deeper, and Morton, we'll start with you on this. What are the most important overall parameters impacting softness in a hygiene product?
1: From the, uh, the hygiene, or the, uh, the non-valuance, uh, uh, raw goods uh, producing industry, we, uh, we think that uh, the non is a, a key component in the, uh, in the hygiene uh, products. And of course, uh, so the choice of non is important because of the non of the product's ability to sort of mask the function of the hygiene article and its ability to uh, make it look and feel soft.
2: Indeed, Morton, clearly the substrate choice or non woven does provide the greatest contribution to softness. The bonding method is also important. The chosen bonding method and the substrates need to be compatible. As you know, Jack, in hygiene products, being a diaper or film care product, non will have to interact with other components in the final product, and it is the resulting final product that the consumer sees and feels. And talking about interaction with other components, it is essential that the different components work together so that the final product is perceived soft and comfortable to wear. And for sure, the adhesive plays an important role here. Tailor-made application, dependable components, is essential for the overall soft perception of the hygiene product.
0: Those are great points, and Morton, touching on what you said, I, I love the the concept of the nonwovens needing to mask the overall function of the article. As I mentioned, it's that first that first perception that that people are getting is is how the article feels. So that's very important to getting them to be willing to put it on. And then Nicholas, obviously, with with the bonding solution, it doesn't matter how soft an article is if it's not functioning and if all the components aren't staying together holding together throughout the use of it there's not gonna be a very good consumer experience so it would definitely make sense that those two components are very important to the overall softness of the hygiene article now let's talk specifically about the non-woven you know the whole reason we've invited morton on so morton what is the most important parameter impacting softness in the non-woven
1: well, uh, Jack, independently of uh, for a type of non wounds, the obvious uh, most or dominant parameter would be the mass or basis weight of the non wound as being the most important factor talking about softness. Uh, but at the end of the day, we have to consider cost as well, so we have to balance uh, these out.
0: And for me, I'm, I'm by no means an expert on softness and I imagine some of our listeners are probably in the same situation. Can you explain a little bit about what basis weight means and the role it plays in softness?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, basis weight is a uh, is a general term indicating the uh, the mass, fiber mass, per area. Often, uh, we refer to this as uh, gram per square meter. And a typical range uh, for a non woven for a hygiene uh, article uh, would be from 7 to 8 grams uh, per square meter up to 20, 25 grams per square meter. And even in some cases for premium products, uh, we see basis weights uh, all the way up to 30, 35 uh, gram per square meter
0: and so the overall concept is that the higher the basis weight in theory the softness the article has the potential to be yeah that's correct jack okay i think that's very helpful now talking about softness in the non-woven article then or the non-woven fibers in what are the terms and definitions of softness within the non-woven segment that are important
1: well yeah, when we when we talk about softness, we need to understand the the meaning of of the word softness. I mean, perceived softness can be interpreted as differently from from person to person. Uh, some refer to uh, more smoothness, while others refer to uh, a more uh, cushionness or drapability uh, softness. In general, the term softness can be divided into, uh, at least we do that here at, uh, at Fibertex Personal Care, we divide it into uh, silky type of uh, non and the more cottony type of non uh, And I guess this is a uh, general category uh, within the uh, non manufacturers uh, in the industry. And uh, here at, uh, at Fibertex, we have uh, the uh, more classic or basic uh, type of uh, spun products uh, that we refer to as, uh, as the compote series. Uh, which are traditional classic non wovens that are meeting the needs of many customers in terms of performance. And uh, with performance, I mean uh, softness, uh, strength, models, and cost. Uh, and now, if a customer wants a more silky type of non rones uh, we have a couple of options uh, to achieve this. We have a so-called bi-component non rones consisting of fibers with a PP core and PEs, um, which will give you a, a more smooth surface softness. And we have also additive packages uh, that we can add uh, to uh, the more regular type of non rones based on PP polymers. We do this uh, during the, uh, the spinning, after spinning, the uh, additives will migrate to the surface and create a silky touch feel to the fabric. And on top of that, we have also other additive packages uh, that can, can change the, the softness of the individual fibers and thereby the drivability of the, uh, the fabric, giving it a more cloth-like uh, touch and uh,
0: feel. I love that you mentioned the perceived softness as, and the differences across regions or even person to person. I think that's one of the most uh, interesting parts of softness. Is and and similar to other, I guess, topics in the the hygiene industry, like like odor, is that the perception of softness is dependent on someone's experience or or even regional or cultural differences. So it, I think in Asia, the perception is that soft means silky, but in maybe more Western European or in the United States, North America, the perception of softness is really related to cotton. And that maybe has a lot to do with how, how big of an industry cotton is in, in those parts of the world. But I love that you mentioned that part of it for sure. And definitely new for me, learning that the silky feel you get, you know, learning a little bit more about that process and, and that there are additives involved in making kind of impacting the, the skin feel or the touch of, of those products. So, Thank you, and Nicholas. Now, talking a little bit about bonding and and the important role it plays in, particularly a silky, silky or nonwoven. What what do we need to consider when when offering adhesive
2: to bond these silkier nonwovens? Yeah, for sure, Jack. In our experience, non nonwoven can be more challenging for the hotmail bonding. Silky nonwoven can affect the fiber's weightability, requiring different adhesive settings or type to achieve same bonding performance than with standard non-woven. And as said by Morton, same commands with Bico PPP, for example. We can require lower application temperature in order to not impact the non nonwoven strength and aspect. We also see a drop of the fiber's consolidation. It's required to optimize the adhesive penetration into the non-woven fibers to balance the AZS fiber steering. The versatility of melt bonding technology allows to easily switch from different non-woven type on the finished product line. So
0: overall we're having to adjust some of the parameters like temperature in order for the, the adhesive to kind of penetrate some of those layers but not, not go so deep that they're impacting the softness overall?
2: Yeah, totally right, we need to adapt the quality of the adhesive and the way to apply the adhesive in order really to fit with the non-woven we are using and not create any bleed through or to, to damage the non-woven. And this is really one advantage of the adhesive technology when you can easily adapt on the line by changing the type of adhesive or changing the settings. You you can set the, the line settings really depending on the, the non-woven you are using. Great.
0: Now, Morton, the uh, the other type of non-woven that you mentioned or or feel that you're going for is the the cottony feel. How are you achieving that cottony feel to a, a non-woven?
1: Yeah, uh, Jack, we have already been uh, talking about how we can make a, a product like a nonwoven more, more soapy soft. If we want to uh, to twist it in the other direction into a more cottony soft product, we will well, we have applied a uh, or developed a technology here at uh, at Fibertex uh, that allow us to uh, generate a crimp in the fibers and thereby to uh, create a fabric uh, that are more bulky, which uh, has the effect that the fabric uh, will feel more cottony, cottony soft uh, like textile. And uh, here at Fibertex we refer to this uh, category as Part uh, Six Loft.
0: Got it. So you're, well, like you said, creating some loft in that non-woven to really mimic that texture and feel of, of cotton.
1: Yeah, that's actually uh, correct. I mean, we add crimp or spirals in the fibers and make it more bulky, more like the really natural cotton fibers. So so that's, that's correct. Yeah.
0: And Nicholas, same question as far as cottony substrates go. What are what are some of the aims in using an adhesive to bond a, a more cottony substrate?
2: Yeah, so y- y- you need to adapt. And uh, when you want to, to to bond a bulky adhesive or cottony adhesive, you need to adapt your settings to not freeze uh, this bulky non-woven. And to really uh, have a good uh, penetration of the adhesive uh, at the right level, into the fibers, to keep all this uh, dropability of the non-woven and I will say the, the brightness of the non woven And this is one advantage of the adhesive technology to be able to keep these settings and to to keep the the dropability and uh, the general uh, aspect of the non-woven.
0: So, overall, we're trying to penetrate the non-woven without weighing
2: it down to eliminate some of that loftiness. yeah, exactly. you you need to 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 have the right setting on the line in order to be able to just bond the uh, I would say the external layer of the non-woven without impacting the bulkness of the non woven And uh, with this technology, it's possible to achieve. And especially with some adhesive grades that we need to to recommend uh, depending on the on the usage of the non woven
0: Okay, that makes sense. That helps me a lot. This learning something new for for sure here. Now, Morton, let's talk a little bit about the different types of of non woven production processes. Can you can you give us a, a little overview
1: of that? Sure, Jack. I mean, today uh, the two major uh, non woven technologies uh, within the hygiene industry that, that you have in the market that's non uh, nonwovens and non uh, nonwovens. Cardit is a technology uh, that uses uh, staple fibers with the length of yeah, 30, 70, 80 millimeters in length. And uh, SponBond is a, based on a technology that uh, utilizes uh, continuous uh, filaments. Historically, KARDET uh, has been uh, known as uh, offering a very good softness to the products in the market. And it still uh, offers nice features and, uh, and softness. However, due to the uh, two-step process, I mean, first, you have to uh, manufacture uh, the fibers, uh, bale the fibers, open the fibers and uh, carve them out. It's a two-step process and it is uh, slightly more expensive at the end of the day.
0: So you mentioned mentioned fibers, the fibers and, and the fiber length. Now, what impact does the bonding or consolidation of those fibers have on softness?
1: well consolidation of the fibers can be done in in several ways and actually it has a great impact on softness in which way uh, you choose the most common uh, way of consolidating the, uh, the the fibers is what we refer to thermal or calendar bonding you can also use an air true bonding you can use chemically bonding or mechanically bonding within the hdi industry though we primarily see uh, spun bond in the form of uh, thermal or calendar bonding and uh, the same goes for for carded also here we see though air through bonding as a primary way of uh, consolidating uh, the the fibers so overall, you can say calendar bonding due to its uh, cost efficiency it's a very common way of uh, consolidating uh, the fibers in the industry today at the same time it actually offers a very soft uh, structure and after bonding is uh, probably seen as the more soft alternative but also it uh, adds uh, some some cost to it
0: i'm recognizing a theme is is that uh, <laughs> it's going to cost a little more to to get a softer product which is is understandable <laughs> now you mentioned calendar bonding is probably the most common and cost effective way to consolidate the fibers within calendar bonding of the nonwovens, what can be done in order to maximize the softness there?
1: Well, typically uh, the less bonding area you apply to consolidate the fibers into a fabric, the more soft it will feel. But this is uh, then uh, on the cost of uh, strength and convertibility performance. So at the end of the day, it's always a balance. Earlier, a uh, standard or traditional bond pattern in the industry, within Spawn Bond at least, uh, was a bond pattern with oval shaped figures and a bond area of approximately 18%, and around 50 figures per square centimeter. However, in the recent years, uh, there seems to be a trend towards lower bond areas, all the way down to even 10 and 12%. Uh, Also, different shapes of the bond side uh, is seen. And in all, of course, it must be again balanced out with the strength and the basis weight and the uh, convertibility requirements.
0: So sounds like a lot of factors playing playing in there to not only keep the nonwoven material soft, but to make sure it still retains its its overall strength and and weight. When it comes to the fibers, uh, are there any means here to alter the fibers in order to change the the overall softness of a of a piece of nonwoven?
1: Looking at the the fiber shape or the size uh, and the polymer or chemistry of the the fibers, uh, there are more levels uh, that can be twisted in order to obtain a a softer web or fabric. Polymer chemistry, uh, we've already uh, touched it already uh, about the additive packages uh, that can be added in order to optimize the softness. Uh, However, fiber shape uh, can also have an impact uh, on softness, but it is not uh, that widespread in the industry. as it is a bit more complex uh, process to uh, produce fibres with different uh, shapes. But fiber size is definitely uh, one of the key points uh, which has a big impact. As uh, with lower denier fibers within the web, it will be perceived as a more soft uh, fabric. Here, the development uh, in the last decades has really made it possible to optimize softness. Earlier, a fiber size of uh, two to three denier, maybe here I should refer to uh, denier, is uh, the definition of the, uh, of the fiber in terms of fiber size. So, one denier is equal to one gram of 9000 meter of fiber. So we're talking really, really thin fibers here. So earlier, uh, the fiber size was uh, about two to three denier uh, as a standard, but uh, with the introduction of the uh, Reichfield 4 technology here, some uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago, again, uh, this is the uh, spun technology. Uh, it was possible to spin even thinner fibers, uh, all the way down to 1.5 denier, so which uh, again would be 1.5 gram per 9000 meter of fiber. It would go even lower if you're using uh, specific uh, resins like Nutellicine. And here just a, a few years, uh, years ago, uh, Racketful introduced the uh, R5 technology, again spun bond, bond, and uh, here it's actually possible to spin fibers as uh, low or even lower than 1 denier resulting in really, really soft fabrics. So definitely you can say that the size of the fibers has an impact uh, of the softness of the of the resulting web.
0: So overall, the, the thinner the fiber, the softer that fiber can end up being. But there's a, I guess, a trade off to that in in cost and the ability to be able to actually do that.
1: Well, yes, and, uh, and and no, because uh, what is uh, is happening is that uh, you're actually uh, able to lower the basis weight, uh, spinning uh, thinner fibers, maintaining the same strength uh, in the product, and at the end, uh, the individual fibers will feel softer. So all the the resulting web will feel softer, and you're able to reduce the, the basis weight, maintaining the performance of the uh, of the fabric. Uh, so it will convert at equal efficiency when you are converting into hiding articles.
0: Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Now I want to go back and talk a little bit about something that you mentioned at the very start of our conversation. We agreed that the product should be both as soft and drapeable as a textile or a pant. How would you describe the difference between those two and how do you try and test for those?
1: Well, again, uh, I mean softness is uh, probably the more the perceived uh, soft toss uh, of a of a fabric, and drape or drapability is described as uh, maybe the more uh, you can say how how flexible the actual uh, fabric is. And uh, you could also uh, refer to this as bending stiffness, although a, you know a stiff product is the opposite uh, of a flexible or a drapeable drapable uh, product. And uh, in ways of of testing, yeah, there are several ways of doing this. I mean, uh, you have uh, the Kababata method from Japan, you have the tissue uh, analyzer, you have uh, the most new things has been uh, where you can have a system that sends like a hand or a finger will do so there's uh, there's several uh, ways of of doing this however at the end of the day uh, most companies uh, both non wound producers and and hygiene article producers they have a panel uh, consisting of a a team of of people employees or even external uh, people that would uh, Touch or do a blind test of the material and rate it. And, uh, and they do it both on uh, non-wounds and they do it on the final products as well. And they will they will then blind test it and they rate the individual materials uh, according to a scheme or something like this.
0: And Nicholas, what role does does adhesive play in keeping the the softness and drapability as intended?
2: So Jack, the use of adhesive bonding technology allows keeping the dropability, bulkness, and softness of the non-woven versus other bonding technology with the key points on no visual impact on the thin surface or also not adding hard melted bonding points as you can have with some technology like ultrasonic bonding, for example. So it allows the, the materials to stay as flexible as possible. Yes, for sure. Keeping the the full uh, flexibility of the of the material by not freezing it and not creating any uh, new visual aspect on the surface seen by the consumers. Great. Now, Morten, you mentioned
0: there is actually technology out there that imitates a finger, and how uh, a non-woven will drape over that.
1: Yeah, that's correct. I mean, uh, that's one of the things that is uh, difficult within our industry is to determine and to, to measure softness. So, uh, I mean, um, there are no real standards on that. I mean, you can measure the the weight of a product, you can measure the strength of a product, but soft uh, or softness is always, you know, it's, it's whatever you perceive it to be. So, uh, there are several attempts uh, over the years to come up with a test methods that will tell you how soft the, the products uh, are, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, most companies uh, refer to uh, test tunnels uh, where, where they have, you know, qualified uh, uh, people that will give you uh, or them the uh, the right answer, if you can say that
0: yeah the the quote unquote right answer. But yeah, and actually I, I know Bostic has done this trying to test out different materials and i've I've been a part of some of those softness panels before, which which is always really interesting, especially when you compare results, you can definitely see. The difference across people, and and just really understand the that perce- how much you know individual perceptions impact the the perception of softness, and and how it can differ. So glad you mentioned that because it's it's really interesting to see and see those results. So Morton, you mentioned a couple of the the common tests in the industry. Now now Nicholas, is there anything you wanted to add on testing, or maybe some of the things that
2: Bostick does around
0: softness testing?
2: Yes, Jack. Has you explained and also Morton explained that they have uh, internal uh, test uh, panel tests to to evaluate uh, softness. We have also at Bostik developed internal panel test with trained people able to compare two different samples through five parameters. These tests are based on hands and finger perception. Also. And we are able to identify the hand friction, roughness, fuzziness, stiffness, and overall softness of uh, different uh, samples. In parallel, we are also equipped uh, with an apparatus to evaluate laminate softness. And we are working to establish a correlation between adhesive pattern, or type of adhesive, and the measures of softness. Absolutely. And, like I said, it being being able
0: to participate in some of those has been really interesting for me and and just learning some of the terminology that's used what the difference between kind of the hand friction and fuzziness. It's been really, really interesting as as like I said, this is an area of of the hygiene industry, softness in particular that isn't as familiar to me. Now, besides the the soft touch or the drape of the non-woven, Morton, do you see other parameters that can enhance the softness perception of a nonwoven?
1: Yeah, Jack. I mean, in the in the recent years, uh, we have seen the the term of uh, visual softness uh, becoming more and more important. Uh, often, when we talk softness, uh, it is the, the felt softness, as we just uh, discussed. But uh, in fact, it is uh, as important that the, no, uh, the, the non-wounds and also thereby the, uh, the Hygiene article actually looks soft. So um, there's a couple of ways to, to enhance the, the visual uh, softness uh, to a non-wounds and thereby the Hygiene product. And, uh, one thing uh, you can do is uh, you can put a embossed pattern into the web, making it look loftier and thicker and thereby more soft. And with this uh, sort of uh, visual impact, the the consumer will uh, will think that there's more material and uh, thereby think that the material is more soft. So uh, over the years uh, we, at Fibertex, we have uh, installed uh, such a capability in order to uh, enhance uh, the softness, the visual softness of the materials by means of a post-treatment uh, capability. And we have this both in our plants in Malaysia and Denmark, so we can emboss or even perforate non uh, at these uh, locations.
0: It's really interesting, something maybe most consumers might not realize is the perception of the visual elements of the non-woven you know, what, what that can have on their own perceptions of softness. Have you found similar to the the touch or, or feel of a non-woven, and, and we talked about, you know, the cottony and, and silky and how that difference, that, that can be different across regions. Have you found that there are differences as far as the visual impact or visual perception of softness across regions, or is that pretty standard?
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, uh, there's, uh, there's difference in, uh, in the regions, as you also mentioned uh, in the in- introduction, uh, Jack. Uh, we see probably more silky, silky type of non being uh, being asked uh, in uh, in Asia region and in uh, North America, probably more the, the cottony uh, soft materials. And in, in, in Europe, again, it can be also probably a little bit more to the cottony type of, uh, of non-rones.
0: What else is, is Fibertex doing to support the nonwovens industry?
1: Well, I mean, uh, you know, talking about visual softness and uh, embossing and uh, post uh, treatment of the of the reps. We have uh, since uh, two thousand and eight, we have uh, print capabilities where we can uh, actually print on on nonwovens, and uh, I mean, for obvious reasons, for for uh, for baby divers and so on, it can be. Uh, you can know you know these uh, divers typically have some kind of uh, disney characters or teddy bears or something uh, printed uh, to them but actually also here with the right design you can actually make uh, an visual 3d effect uh, that will uh, make the product look uh, look softer and bulkier so uh, this is something we have uh, seen uh, being very popular uh, here in the, in the recent years and uh, I mean, this can be done on uh, on each of our sites in Malaysia, Denmark, or even in the U.S. <laughs> that's
0: that's really interesting that you can essentially have some 3D effects, print some 3D effects onto the the nonwoven to make it even appear softener. Obvi- obviously, really playing into that that visual perception and that initial kind of uh, look that people are getting at the product. That's that's really interesting. Now, looking at the future of of the nonwovens industry and nonwovens development, do you see nonwovens development or evolving in terms of softness?
1: Well, actually, I'm... uh amazed to see uh, how uh, the non-wound industry has been capable of uh, renewing itself into coming up with uh, new uh, soft and cost-efficient materials at really low basis weights. Because, Jack, to be honest, it is uh, not a challenge to make a super fantastic soft uh, material. If you have uh, all the freedom in terms of basis weight, Uh, you can do uh, the most fantastic materials. But looking at it from a cost and sustainability point of view, the challenge Mm. is to maximize, my softness uh, with as little uh, as, as little polymer or, or fiber material as possible, and at the same time uh, maintain uh, the good convertibility and high efficiency, uh, converting the non mones into the final hygiene products. And uh, I'm sure that they'll, uh, this will continue in the in the years to come.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's a it's a real challenge in balancing. The consumer preferences, you know, of of always wanting, you know, a very soft material with trying to lower the basis weight to keep costs down as, as well as also support the ability to make a product as sustainable as possible, not only throughout the production process, but even after the life of the product as well. It sounds incredibly challenging. Now, Nicholas, uh, what is Bostic doing to support the trend to enable the inclusion of even softer and more cost-effective non-woven materials in hygiene articles?
2: Well, Jack, the adhesive needs to enable the use of lower density non-woven, so less material but higher bulkiness is offering less fibers on the surface for the anchorage of the adhesive is creating also less barrier to adhesive gliss-through. So we are used at Boostik to recommend the right adhesive and settings to balance these effects.
0: So it really is uh, very much a balancing act to make sure we are not negatively impacting that less material and, and not essentially infiltrating that those soft materials as much, uh, given that there's there's much less of them, and, and therefore the adhesive can have a bigger impact on on how those are perceived as soft
2: yeah for sure it's why we're always proposing to our customers to use our cutter in order to test their new raw material or new substrates in order to avoid any contamination on their lines but also optimizing the settings and the type of adhesive when they are introducing a new non-woven for example and especially if they are uh, more bulky or with less density or with low denier fibers
0: yeah absolutely i think uh yeah having that that type of application and testing capabilities on site can definitely allow us to help our end consumers really make the right decisions when it's coming to to things like you know add-on and temperature and things like that when they're when they're dealing with these new and and, uh, and new to the market substrates now morton coming up to the end of our time here And so just wanted to ask one final question before we lose you. Sustainability, big trend in the market, and it's such a huge and important topic for all of us at the moment. Uh, How possible is it to combine the sustainability that's so strong in the industry right now while maintaining softness
1: in the product? Yes, uh, for sure, Jack. Uh, I mean, here uh, at Fibertex, we have just uh, recently uh, introduced the uh, uh, Sustainable is Possible. Uh, where we have introduced a new sustainable product uh, with the same characteristics, including the means or the ways of uh, making uh, these materials soft uh, as our regular bond bond. but based on a uh, sustainable uh, sourced uh, ISCC plus the certified raw material, uh, this can either be bio-based or recycled materials.
0: So it's really about combining materials you know, that are, are environmentally friendly, whether they're coming from recycled sources or are actually bio-based themselves, while also doing some of the things you already talked about as far as lower, lowering the basis weight while not you know, negatively impacting the processability of those products.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the uh, the key uh, focus here is to maintain the uh, the properties of the uh, of the material in terms of uh, strengths and and softness and convertibility and so on, but uh, based it uh, on a certified ISC uh, C certified uh, material, which can either be biobased or or recycled polymers.
0: Great. Well, I won't. I won't dive in too much into what Bostic's doing. I know we've got some not only upcoming uh, podcasts on the topic of our sustainable solutions and some of the things we're doing around sustainability, but also some webinars as well. So, as not to give too much away on those, I will. I will not dive into that. But I will be sharing more information uh, at the end of this episode and in future episodes around our our sustainability efforts. And uh, we look forward to to talking about those more as well. So, Morton. Nicholas, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you both joining us to discuss this very uh, new topic for me, but also a very obviously important one for the industry and and consumers.
1: Well, uh, thanks uh, jack for for allowing us the or giving us the opportunity to to participate on this. It's a very interesting topic uh, for sure. so um, glad to be able to participate.
2: Thank you, Jack, and uh, thank you, Morton, for the very interesting uh, explanation on softness capabilities at uh, Fibertex and how you achieve softness on non-woven.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. We've got some great episodes coming with more guests from both inside and outside of Bostick, covering topics like odor, CSR and sustainability, and the adult incontinence market. And we're excited to be sharing those with you in the coming weeks. In addition, if you'd like to learn more about our webinar series on sustainability and corporate social responsibility, check out the show notes to get a link to register and watch some of the previous webinars. Attached to Hygiene is brought to you by Bostic and is hosted by me, Jack Hughes. It is produced and edited by me with the help of Paul Andrews, Michelle Tonkovitz, and Green Onion Creative. Our theme music is by Jonathan Boyle. You can follow Bostic for more hygiene industry insights on LinkedIn at Disposable Hygiene Adhesives or email us with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes at hygiene at bostic.com. That's H Y G I B N E at bostic.com. We'd also like to extend a special thank you to our guests, Orton Risa Hansen from FiberTech Personal Care and Nicholas Lulier from Bostic. Contact Morton via his email, which is mrh at com. That's mrh at fibertexpersonalcare.com. You can also stay up to date on activities and information from Fibertex by following their LinkedIn page, Fibertex Personal Care Group we have included Morton's email address and a link to Fiber Texas LinkedIn page in the show notes. You can find Nicholas on LinkedIn or you can feel free to address any emails to him at the hygiene at com email address I just mentioned. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review the show and share us with a friend or colleague. You can find Attached to Hygiene wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.